Welcome to Chasing Greatness. This is the podcast where we help you win at work, win at home, and win in life. And today we are we are back on this engagement train that we were on yesterday. Gave you some questions yesterday that I think will be really helpful to you, if you, especially if you're experiencing some burnout right now, you're struggling to stay engaged, or if your team is struggling to stay engaged, it's it's really hard for you to go to a great place when your people are not leaned in with you. And 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 today I want us to kind of pick up that conversation and I want us to build on those questions from yesterday. Remember the questions, where's the effectiveness, where's the energy, where's the encouragement? Those questions will really help you align to your strengths. But today, let's let's push this off of ourselves a little bit and think about the people around us. You've got people on your team. You're hopefully you've got a vision that's bigger than what you can accomplish on your own. You you need some extra capacity. There's some people around you that can can really be aligned in some of the areas where we're not so good. So there, there's places, as I think about my business, there's places where I bottleneck things and it's it's it just becomes a mess if I get if I get too involved in some things. I've got other people who are just great at those things. I love that. So one of the things that we can do is is start to help people connect the dots, give them real responsibility. If we're going to create shared ownership, yes, we need to leverage strengths like we talked about yesterday, but we need to also give people real responsibility. Shared ownership is like you don't have to own everything. Everything does need to be owned, but you don't have to own it all. Everybody needs to own something. If 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 things in your business or on your team are not owned, then you own it. It's it's and it becomes very heavy, very discouraging when you feel like you're carrying all the weight by yourself. So there's some things we can do to to give people responsibility. So let me just make it very practical here. Let's create a chart. If you get a chance today to sit down at your desk or somewhere, maybe you would make a a, a list here of some people's names. Think of four or five people, maybe the people that report directly to you. Just write their name down on, on the left side of a piece of paper. And then what is their strength? So as we go back to yesterday, we, we have this conversation. Where's the effectiveness? Where are they receiving energy? You're going to have to have a conversation with these people. But let me give you some examples of strengths here, that, that some things that you might consider. So let's say you, you've got a business and you're, or a product and you, that needs assembling. Who's, who's good at assembling things? Who's good at being in the middle of the action? You've got people on your team. They're high energy. They love being in the middle of the fray. You've got other people. They like being on the fringe. They don't like being in the fray. They like being on the outside. And that's okay. That's what makes them great. Uh, who, who is it that you need to pay attention to things? Who's good at that? Do you have somebody on your team or in your organization who's really good at coaching people? Are they in a coaching role right now? There's possibility you've got somebody that would be a really great coach that's not even coaching. I was in a I was in an organization a couple of days ago. I was up in Seattle and I was working with a company. And this guy was he, they were talking about around his table how good he was at training people, and yet in his role in his business he's not doing any training at all. And so it, they they made a shift based on this conversation. Uh, who's good at competing? You got you got some people in your. In your business, they are competitive as it gets. I mean, they really—they're they're looking. They would compete with their grandmother if they could. I mean, they are just—they wake up ready to compete with people. That's awesome that they think that way. Do you have a goal in front of them to let them go get it? They'll crush it if you do. But if you don't—if you don't have a way for them to measure what they're doing, and they, there's there's not excitement when they wake up, they feel like they have a chance to compete against the standard, against the number, against your competition. I mean, you—you—you you, you pick it. People love to compete. Some people do. Some people don't want to compete. Some people just want everybody to get along. That's great. Make sure you've got them in a place where they can do, do some negotiating maybe. I don't, I don't know. Who's creative in your organization? 
They need to be at your next meeting where you need some creative ideas. You got some people. I know. I know a guy. He's like he just bleeds ideas. I mean, he he talks, and five or six new ideas will come out every time. If if I've got a meeting and I need to do some brainstorming, I want this guy at my meeting. Uh, who, who keeps track of things around your table? Do you do you are you trying to keep track of everything, or you got some people around you that can help you with that? Who's who's great at interacting with other people? Who doesn't want to interact? I was talking to a guy. He's about to speak to a thousand people in a couple of weeks, and he said, "I hate it, man. I'm not." I'm not, I, I don't, it's not what I want to do. He said, I'm, I'm much better in my office by myself working on my task. He said, but he's going to, he's going to be at this thing he's doing. He's, he's going to require some courage of this guy. It's great. But he's like, I'm an introvert. That's what he said. He's like, I'm an introvert. I don't want to do that. When you start thinking about your people, who, who are your extroverts? Who are your introverts? Do you have them in their sweet spot? Again, let's go back to that conversation from yesterday. Who's good at planning and preparation? Some people, don't plan as much. It's just it, it's a stretch for them. Who teaches? Who trains? All kind of things. There's lots of ways to think about this. What's their known strength? List your people. List their known strength, and then and then beyond that, I want you to begin to think about what is their why? What why why is it important for them to do this role? And if you can remind of the of that, and and just remind them that you notice what they're doing, that you see what they're doing, and it's important, and it, it matters toward your vision. You just you'll be shocked at how much their engagement level goes up. And then if you can find a way to measure what they're doing, give them a number, give them a metric. Every role I say needs a goal. If you can do that, your people will begin to care more and and real responsibility. People will begin to treat your business differently. When I was traveling last week, I rented a car one day. I did not wash the car when I took it back to the airport. That just didn't even cross my mind. What I did was I, I filled it up with gas. I was obligated to do that. I filled my obligation. But other than that, I treated the car like a renter. I, I didn't think about. I, I didn't. I didn't even think about treating it like an owner would. I'm. I'm renting it. It's not. I, I don't own it. I don't. When you look at your business, you look at your team. You look at whatever you got going on. Do your people treat their job like a renter or like an owner? We don't want it to be a job. We want it to be a career. We want it to even push to a calling. We're all doing something together. It's a we deal toward a vision. If you will make sure your people are locked in on that, you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised at how much better people are going to get, especially if, if four out of five of them are disengaged right now because we haven't been connecting them to their strengths, connecting them to your why, and giving them a way to measure it. You're, you're leaving results on the table. And the, I think the thing that bothers me the most about it is not even the results. The results are the results. The profits are important. They really are. But it just it breaks my heart to think that person after person goes home every day and, and it's just like their job is sucking their soul out of them. It's just that that's that's heartbreaking to think about that. It doesn't have to be that way in your place. You really can, you really can uh, take it to another level. I hope you will. I hope you'll share with somebody today. Continue to encourage your people. Uh, identify those places where they're really good. Let's get them lined up in that. And, and then it, once we do, there's one more thing that we need to do here, part of this conversation. I'm going to give you some ways tomorrow to think about providing accountability. I think, I think it's another vital piece of, of shared ownership. I hope you'll join us for that. All right. Love you guys.